Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Okay! <laughs> yeah! Let's get that weird energy okay. going. Hi, We're everybody. We're watching movies today. <laughs> my, Hello, everyone. My name, my name is David Bell. <laughs> my name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched The Suicide Squad. Is the, it the Suicide Squad. It's not a Suicide Squad. No, it's not a Suicide Squad. A squad of uh, suicide. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not like a walk in the clouds. No. It should be, though. Robert Dubois. He's in prison for putting Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. I'm not joining your suicide squad. We'll see. My court date is coming up. And Miss Waller said maybe you could help me out. You're stretching in my door! Everyone stand down. Miss Waller, I don't- Stand down! I wouldn't take such extreme measures if this mission went more important than you could possibly imagine. Are you in? Out. Yeah, it's more like the Hudsucker proxy. Right. <laughs> Not um, a Hudsucker proxy. Right. This is the big one. This is the big one everybody's talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, it's the one on everyone's lips. Even though for some reason I've seen articles of like it's across bombing. everyone's lips. Well, that's okay. Like, and it's like, well, yeah, I was about to say it's on HBO and there's a fucking pandemic. Yeah, so, that you know, is, that is exploding all over again this week. Like cases yeah. are, are doubling every single day. Yeah. That said, I did see this in theaters. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it felt like one for that. This is, of course, James Gunn. Uh, taking the, uh, the, 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 doing a redemption for the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, because the first one was botched by, I would say, DC, right? Uh, yeah, yeah Warner Brothers. It's, Warner well, Brothers. there's a lot of, I mean, who knows how good that movie would have been, but it's definitely a, 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 a chopped up mess for sure. It's a, it's a Fantastic Four situation where it's like, yeah. I don't know if the Josh Drake version was good. I just know that it wasn't what we saw. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't know. I feel like there's been a little this this there's been like weird beefs around this movie because it was that with David Ayer where he like he had he had some sort of internet beef and then uh, the Scorsese thing with James Gunn even though that felt like it was you know uh, there's a lot more context in it. It's the when, fake news, Tom. It's fake news media. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's dumb why we need to keep having this argument. Like Yeah. It, it good lord. He uh, he is allowed to not like superhero movies. Right. He is extremely Holy allowed. Holy shit. Like he's allowed to people, do whatever the fuck he people wants. People are allowed to not like things. Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess that brings us to the question, how did you like the Suicide Squad. I liked it. I yeah. thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I thought it had more character depth than most blockbusters we're seeing. Yeah. Um, Even though it doesn't have... Now, that's not saying it's incredible. It doesn't have that much. It just has... It has enough. 
Yeah, I do think I think there's going to be a tendency to overshoot it with this movie. Yeah, because I did realize something watching this movie. One, first of all, this is yeah, this is a fantastic movie. Uh, You know, it's uh, for a blockbuster. It does a lot of the right things. Um, Yeah, it it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, It did make me realize that I am deep deep into superhero fatigue. Yeah, because it just it was it, again. It's everything it should be, but it didn't really like. It didn't delight me. I haven't thought about it much since. Oh well, um, th- yeah. This is what I mean. Is that I? It's this is more about me. Like I think I'm just very fatigued from this genre. Well, what's interesting, I agree. Like I, I'm, I'm hitting pretty, pretty hard superhero fatigue. But watching right. this movie and like talking about it now. I have to I have to almost remind myself that it's a comic book movie or like a superhero movie because oh, okay. it doesn't really it's such an odd uh blockbuster. I I love this movie mm-hmm. as a blockbuster for sure. It's 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 weird. It's it's uh it goes for things um it, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's it, you can tell it's somebody who had a specific vision and point of view. Yes. Um it, but yeah, I kept forgetting it was a superhero movie because it doesn't feel like one. It's not really. I mean, it's structured like one, uh, but it, it it for some reason it just didn't feel like one. It felt more like the Dirty Dozen, which is very intentional. Right. Yeah, I I still felt the structure a little bit. The we have to fight a big bad. You got to fight the big bad. Yeah. There's 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 some sequences but when your big um, bad's a giant starfish. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like yes, give me more of this weird shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the movie. The biggest thing I appreciate about this movie, even though it's like over two hours long, it is very efficient. It is. Um, it starts immediately with the action, and it it kind of never stops. It starts. It it starts where most movies would start their third their, act. Their, their, yeah, or their second act. Yeah. Um, and you think at first because it does do the like oh, this many days earlier, I was like, ah, damn it. And then it immediately goes back to it. Almost right, yeah. Immediately. It, it's, it's a little flashback only lasts maybe five minutes, less than that. Yeah. And so, like, I really I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, the, n- a lot of the emotional stuff didn't really hit me. Um, because, no, but it's there. But it's there, yes. The one, the, the, the one thing that did get me was... Um, not get me but like i really liked was harley quinn shooting that guy and then explaining and it, why <laughs> yeah and her expl- explanation was extremely reasonable <laughs> well sort of where she's like yeah i i would just break up with you like you're throwing out all these red flags like murdering children i would break up with you but uh i have i there's a tendency of like they don't go away <laughs> Like yeah. when I try that. Uh, so I'm going to just kill you. Yeah, I'm going to do <laughs> the right like, oh. thing and just kill you immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, I, I really, uh, obviously, Harley Quinn is great in this. It did feel like she was oh, not an afterthought, but I know that the one requirement was that she was in it. And she is actually kind of benched for some of this movie. A little bit. She has her own storyline for a yeah. bit. Yeah. Which I, um, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily call that bench. She's just separated from the team for a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I do, actually, do I do like that. To her. Yeah, it's, I think it helps because it's sort of about, about like bringing her character. Uh, 
it's it's like she starts out in 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 the original Suicide Squad as you know very much a person in an abusive relationship to the point of of being literal property, uh, and right. then in Birds of Prey it's it's about her sort of the the first I guess stages of, of breaking free from that. And then in this, and then in this movie, it's like the completion of that, where it's like, yeah, I'm I'm learning to notice these things in people ahead of time. Yeah, I'm just gonna shoot has, you in the heart before this becomes a problem. Yeah, it's wild how she does have that arc. Mm-hmm. And what's neat is that that arc, you don't need to watch all three films for that arc. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like every stage that she's at, yeah, um, is at least a little relatable, or or you get it, yeah. Um, and so I hadn't even thought about Birds of Prey mm-hmm. uh, taking, like, it's, I guess it's one of those weird things where, like, the timeline's definitely disjointed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but not because she does get away in the first Suicide Squad, right? And then Birds of Prey is her breaking away from the Joker. And then in this, we can assume she was arrested again. She says. They, there's there's a couple... Uh, okay. She says she had road rage in a bank, so she tried to rob a bank. Right, like there's there's right. a quick explanation. Yeah. In the beginning, I don't understand her connection to Idris Elba. Like he has to go rescue her, uh, and I I felt like I because she's kind of separated from them for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get a sense of their relationship. It wasn't with um, Idris Elba. It was with Joel Kinnaman. Is he the one who's like? Yeah, flag we have to is go the rescue one. Yeah, her? flag is the one. Is we have to go get her. Oh, okay. And yeah. That same they, they have apply. a they have a connection at the end I think where I think it's the two of them where they where they comment on how Flag was their friend because like it right. just served with him right it's it they do enough of the work that it's mm-hmm. like and again this movie is mostly fun yeah uh, I just before we move away from that uh just one final thing about Harley in this movie. Is they set it up like, and, and then Flag being like, we have to go rescue her. They set it up like there she's gonna have to be rescued. Like she gets taken by the evil president of uh, um, Cordo Maltese, uh, who wants to make her his his uh, wife uh, to to quell this uprising. So they, it's it's very typical of these movies. Like they get her, they make her put on a sexy dress, and right. you know he they there there's like a, a a seduction scene in his chamber. But then of course she just shoots him, uh, and then they <laughs> take her to be uh, where she's being like uh, uh, tortured. She's being electrocuted uh, for so they can get information out of her to see if there's anybody else on the island. So it seems like. It's like, oh man, the rest of the team has got to get there in time. But nope, she just gets out of there and kills everyone in the building. Yeah, I wish the trailer didn't spoil <laughs> the that. The trailer does spoil it a little bit, yeah. Because yeah. it's that scene where they're scaling the wall and then she just walks up. It's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. It, it reminded me, because I think there was this question of like, the fuck is, what the fuck is like someone like Harley Quinn doing on the Suicide Squad? They, The first movie fails because it, it creates a situation where they're like, we have aliens and Superman, so we need our own suicide. Like, they try to justify why the Suicide right, Squad and like, exists. And none of them can, yeah, it's like, we need something for when Superman gets out of hand. Yeah. It's like, one person on your team can deal with Superman, like the rest right. of these people. And a lot of, I think a lot of how the first Suicide Squad failed, this one succeeds where it doesn't explain a lot. It's just like, look, it is what it is. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. And we we also see Harley Quinn's what her superpower basically is is 
causing chaos. Yeah, she, because it's the she same, gets yeah. captured and like a virus, she just like digs her way through this organization right. and ruins them from the top down. It's the uh, same, and it's great. It's yeah, it's the same reason you'd put the Joker on on a team. It's, it's pure chaos. Like yeah, just let, just drop her in the middle like the friggin' alien. <laughs> yeah, let her rip. Yeah, yeah, point her. <laughs> point her in the right direction yeah, just and then aim you're good. her yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah i thought that was it was it was a good it, it was a very good use of her it's mm-hmm. an ensemble like yeah film so like it was it's just interesting because yeah they spend a lot of time on um idris elba because i mean he's idris elba i get it yeah uh and he's more or less you know out, outside of harley he would be the main character yeah yeah, I would say so. I think he's more of the main character. He's than more. He's more of the main character than she is. Uh, it's just. It's you know. Yeah. But she kind of steals the show, and that's. I think that's the point. That's the point. Like she's. Yeah. yeah she's just ever present mm-hmm. throughout the movie, causing you know havoc. Um. What was I going to talk about? Um. Oh yeah. One of the things. All right. This this was what I felt like was also a superhero issue, mm-hmm. is that they do kill a lot of people. That's something this is being praised for, but it's all the people you expect, right? Sort of. Like there there's, wasn't there's there wasn't a, there's a couple. Like they use uh, he he utilizes um like um like uh, Captain Boomerang, Jay Courtney or Jay Courtney. Oh yeah, that was a delightful death. That, yeah, that's the one. Jay Courtney, um, <clears throat> fucking dying in the first five minutes or so. That was great. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, it's the, it it's it's well implemented because he's one of the only returning characters, and they establish that there's Captain a Captain Boomerang. Yeah, but I mean, he <laughs> it's a pretty sweet way to go out. <laughs> yeah. When they cut back to him, and it's just his arm holding the boomerang straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty freaking metal. I would be all mm-hmm. right with that. But they use the fact that he has a connection to Harley. You know, it's some. There's some emotional stakes now. Oh, it's a person we care about has died. Oh no. Um, yeah. And then I was I was surprised when Flag died. Didn't expect that. Wait, who? Flag. Joel Kinnaman. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That was that was. That was pretty surprising, I guess. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I'm. I and guess then, I'm wondering how many of these they're going to make too. Oh, I don't um, know. who knows? Yeah. Look, you know, I, I'm just appreciating the movie as it stands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was that was a good death. Um, and then Polka Dot Man, they actually they, they they kill people, but when they die, you care. And, you know, except for the first bunch of people where we have no idea who they are, and they're it's it's like the Deadpool two joke where they were just picked sheerly for their ridiculousness and the fact right. that they were going to die immediately. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah, that was that was still pretty fun. Um, yeah, it was it was funny, even though you knew what was going to happen. It was still yeah. funny. <laughs> you sort of know from the trailer because yeah. they show people like Pete Davidson, and it's like. I don't see him in anything but like a couple of shots that yeah. you have. It's like clear, like oh, he's gonna die immediately. Oh yeah. Um, the one that I actually was surprised that they didn't get more mileage out of, and I, I, I mean, I did delight in it was the fucking weasel uh, <laughs> immediately drowning. <laughs> the weasel. <laughs> That's a great joke. And then the, the a little the weasel in. That little post mid credit scene where he just gets up and runs off. Yeah. I thought they were going to show him like running towards an elementary school. Yeah. Because the bit is that he killed 20 something kids. Yeah. It's just a giant weasel. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just, yeah, he's not, just he doesn't a have horrible any intelligence. Monster. We're there in the plane, and I think Flags is something like, well, some because somebody asks what the hell the weasel is doing there, and he's like, no, yeah. it's fine. He, I, I think he agreed to this. <laughs> like, I have no way of communicating with it. It's just a big weasel. It's just a giant weasel that drowns immediately. It drowns immediately, folks. If you haven't seen this movie, do know that the weasel drowns. Although I did, I did realize, like when they real when they, I thought, all right, I thought the fact that it murdered children, I thought that was gonna be like, yeah, kind of like the shark. How like the shark is, we like the shark, but the shark isn't good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was hoping they'd get more mileage out of this child murdering weasel, <laughs> where like it would end up having to like save the day or something. <laughs> um, this child murdering monster. <laughs> yeah, but I do very much appreciate that they just immediately drown the weasel because no one thought to check to see if the weasel swam and they throw it in the ocean. That is a great gag. Oh, it's so um, perfect. Yeah. You know what it was? Uh, I, I like a lot of the conceptual gags like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't laugh much at the lines. Um, was there any lines that really tickled you? Well, the one I just said where, where he's at. Oh, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. So I think the weasel agreed to this. Yeah, there's it's I mean, it's it's a pretty it's a good script. It's, it's, it's a, a good script. It's tightly written. The dialogue I, is good without feeling it's I, I thought the dialogue was funny without feeling overwritten. I think it might be that the trailer gives you a lot of the punchlines. Because mm-hmm. um, there was no line that really, like... Again, I really like a lot of the the broad ideas. I mm-hmm. really liked them going into that base, killing all the people, and then getting to yeah. the rescue and realizing that they are all they were all the rebel good guys. Yeah, they were they the killed. good guys, yeah. <laughs> and she's killed. in there and she's like, how did you get in here? I wasn't alerted. And they're all like looking really guilty. Um, that was that was a great bit. Yeah, I think I almost appreciate that where it's like there's there's not a lot of huge laughs in the movie, but it doesn't it. It's it's a it's like a good simmer if that makes sense like it it yeah. it does a good job of maintaining the tone where it's it's a lot of lines that are just like the the, the kind of lines where you're like oh that's pretty funny but you don't actually like kind of laugh do you know what I mean Yeah what it is here's what I think it is <clears throat> about James Gunn because I think and Taika Waititi who is in this he is. Uh, as the heroin addicted rat father he sure uh, is rat daddy rat daddy there's a certain oh, the charm to the way rats. they do things where like their movies aren't I wouldn't their superhero movies rather aren't perfect because they still do have to be superhero movies like Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um I love that movie, but there's a, no point in that movie where you feel like anything matters and they make it a comedy more than anything else. Um kind of for that reason like it, it's the thing where it's like if you're making a superhero movie, you might as well make it fun. Yeah. As opposed to brooding, because that's the easier thing to achieve. Um, it's it's hard to make me genuinely feel, you know, sadness in one of these movies. Um, what I was getting at is them opposed to someone like Joss Whedon, whose humor we got really sick of. Um, I think it's because they're both meta jokes. Like, they both think in the meta of, like, how we expect movies to happen. Mm-hmm. The difference is that Joss Wheaton just had the characters like say the things, you know what I mean? 
like he yeah he his jokes were largely dialogue jokes um and they i think they got stale quicker everybody also sounds the same like his jokes are also yes. te- his jokes everybody also sounds like him yeah they also tend to be overwritten mm-hmm. whereas in this <clears throat> it's not like it's not a bunch of jokes about isn't it wild there's a weasel here um it's, it's more about it's, what happens it's the weasel can't speak to us and it's murdered 27 children like yeah. it's it's the, and yeah, then the it's fact the that it dies stuff. immediately <laughs> that like yeah it, it, it's we knew we we definitely knew what we were doing like when they're when they're bringing them all in when michael rooker is in there and like with that wig <laughs> yeah like i i think this might be a meta thing but like we all knew or at least me and you knew, like, Michael Rooker is dead meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they introduce the movie. They start with him. Um, if you watch the trailers, you know he's not in it much. You know that James Gunn and Michael Rooker are, like, friends. It's yeah. just Bruce Campbell. So you know, like, oh, he's going to immediately die. Yeah, him and, and, yeah. Uh, him and Fillion. They're, they're both kind of occupy that Bruce Campbell yeah. role for James Gunn. More so yeah. Rooker, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, wait, where the fuck was Fillion in this? Fillion was the detachable kid. Oh, yes! <laughs> I was going to talk arms. about the detachable kid. The that's, arms that's... floating. Yeah. And so, again, this is this is why this works so well. It's because, so we know that these people are probably going to die. Yeah. We don't know what the, the um, it was TDK. Yeah. yeah. And we don't know what that stands for. And, um. Then they dump them out into the ocean. The weasel immediately dies. And so, like, already they've subverted our expectations because we know these people are probably going to die, but we assume that we're going to show how expendable they are, right? And that they die in battle. So, no, the weasel drowns. (laughs) And that's a great... It's like a Saving Private Ryan moment where it shows... It also doubles as showing how little the Suicide Squad, like the company people, care about their well-being. Uh, but it's also very funny. Um, the Pete Davidson double cross was weird to me because he does have a bomb in his head. So it's like I wanted to know what the fuck his plan was, but whatever. Ah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> it's just. Um, and they introduced Michael Rooker as this like sort of badass. Um, and then the fucking detachable kids' arms come off. And- <laughs> They just mess through people. <laughs> they float. They like float across the battlefield and just start like slapping people. Yeah. And just and, putting and, like, not... putting their hands in people's faces. <laughs> Uneffectively. Because he, it's they they have nothing to like push back against. They're just floating. <laughs> and again, it's one of those jokes that like I feel like Joss Wheaton would have made like everybody talk about it. And instead, they just show his arms detached, float across, and then just sort of bother people. <laughs> and they just, do like the sound effects. It's just like real, like meaty, yeah. <laughs> like slapping sounds. It reminds me of like something like Venture Brothers, where it's like everybody yes. has powers, but they're not necessarily good powers. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just powers. Uh, and so, yeah, and he, <laughs> he gets fucking killed, of course. They all start getting killed, um, and then they do Michael Rooker, the badass, just screaming and running into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, paddling out in the middle of nowhere, just gripped with terror, so they blow his head up. Yeah, it's a great intro because it makes you understand 
everything. Like you wouldn't have to watch the original Suicide no. Squad. They they make it really quick. They're like, here's the drill, Michael Rooker. We're gonna because we start from his perspective. Yeah, as he's and they say we're gonna put the bomb in you, and then we see how little they care about them. Uh, and it, it, it's 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 a great way to introduce everything the movie is gonna be. Uh, and then and it also ties into the plot. They also say, oh, what if Harley is also in that group? And it ties into what they're doing. And that was very smart because I feel like another movie would start with like a random group doing a random mission. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's just a it's a very uh, yeah it's a, it's it's just the the B efficient. team on the same mission yeah exactly it's a, it's efficient uh, it cuts <clears throat> you know it has the additional function of um, it cuts over to our main group of characters they're the B team who are coming on the other side of the island at the same time and this first group where everybody died was only meant to be a distraction for them to right. get in so it's it further driving home the point how little regard they have for their well being. So we know exactly what kind yeah. of movie we're watching, and, and that, nothing's and that nobody been wasted. Is safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's still. We still know a couple of people. Like we're pretty sure Harley's going <laughs> to be okay. Quinn, yeah. I mean, everybody also, else like, is kind of up in the air. We but... knew how doomed that group was because they really set them up. Yeah. I, I wish there was more jokes with the alien lady because they're they're sort of they take bets on them and they're like we don't know is she an alien or what. Um, I. Like and then she just dies. Right. Well, we she breaks really down a know. helicopter on top of herself that like kills half the team when it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that uh, wasn't helpful. <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. Um, I really liked the scene with Idris Elba and his kid because I, I also thought was a very smart scene because it's 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 doing a joke. Um, but it's also establishing the relationship and what's at stake. Like they did, they did a good job because I feel like whenever they do this bit, like mm-hmm. they did it with, um, Will Smith's character. With Will Smith's character. Exactly. Yeah. And they make it sappy and over the top. Yeah. And they don't change the fact that Idris Elba is sort still kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Like he's not a good father. No. His, his daughter it's, gets brought in. And... is them screaming, fuck you at each other yeah, exactly. over and over again. <laughs> Because she stole a wrist, uh, a video she's, wrist. Yeah, watch. she's still like an Apple Watch, and yeah. he's confounded by it. <laughs> he's yeah. like, "Why would you want to watch TV on your watch?" And she's like, "It does other things." Yeah, when she screams, it does other things. That was great. Yeah, and so like it, 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 it gives us like, it's what I think people like this James Gunn are really good at is that we know we know the motions they're going through. Yeah. Idris Elba needs a reason to care. To care. Yeah. He needs there needs to be something at stake. Why not it be his daughter? Um but they don't waste our time with a scene trying to prove that he loves his daughter because it's we we can understand everybody loves their kids even if they don't. Yeah. Uh, even if like uh, like or rather like you can you can that's not necessarily true but like you can you can figure that out from what they give us, yeah. Which is that he is a terrible dad, but he doesn't want his daughter to go to jail and possibly die because they threaten her with that. Where they're like, "We're gonna put yeah your kid in jail." Um, yeah, and who knows what might happen to her in there? Which becomes it becomes a, a, a secondary thread that ends up tying into the finale because her office. Wa- 
the the big boss lady, uh, Viola Davis, Amanda Waller, her office winds up turning against her at the end because yeah. they're just like, this is too fucked up. So they yeah, mute which me. Was a, another really good way of doing it is they never yeah. they they establish her as the villain just because the th- measures she's taking are so extreme. So, yeah, exactly. Um, because she crosses the line, she's doing this all to prisoners. And no one in the office cares until she starts threatening, like, a teenage girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing she's done is stolen a watch. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. She's talking about murdering this child. Yeah, and that solves the bomb situation. Yeah. They don't do some, like, dumb hacking thing. Like, they use a real human reason why. Yeah, with a, a thread that they plant pretty early on. Mm-hmm. So, like, there you go. I mean, it's again, it's not like... This isn't revolutionary. It's just he's just doing he's just doing the stuff you do when you write a, a story. He's doing you know the I mean? work, and he's it's doing refreshing. The work. Yeah. For example, another thing he does that I thought was very smart um, is that I I was at one point in this movie because all these people they go out they're doing this mission together they don't get along they don't you know none of them are. Um, know each other very well well and it, uh, it's some of them do but i was like, about to say like most of them get along except for john cena well, what i was get, what i was getting <laughs> at is that they they like the shark um is a problem they're all getting to know each other so they do a scene where they have to wait for a character at a bar well why not have them get drunk and yeah. like bond and, bond, and so yeah. they do they do almost a jaws moment yeah. um where it's like oh yeah that it's such a it's again not revolutionary it's just a really simple easy way to get everybody on the same page yeah it's, and it's like, not even I, I would just you could even revise as you say it's almost a jaws movement it's not it, it is literally a jaws. It's, it's literally the, the moment the where they all get drunk. Of that scene yeah 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 it's a show that they are all finally getting yeah. along they're all bonding mm-hmm. uh and so it is and again, it's efficient because they're, they're doing something at the time. Yeah. They're waiting um, for Peter Capaldi to show up with a colander on his head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, okay, that's the other element of this I want to talk about, which is the weirdness. Yeah, it's which weird. I love how weird it is. <laughs> it feels like it takes a lot from comics. I think what James Gunn harnessed is that he didn't shy away from the weirder aspects of comics, right? I think that Same was his, with Guardians. Uh, yeah, I think that was probably his. I, I, he's. I'm sure he's even said it. I'm, uh, that seems like it was his specific goal was to yeah. mine the weird stuff. That's why the we have Polka Dot Man and the right. the big the big bad is Starro. Right, and like this stuff <clears throat> again, it's sort of realizing the simple truth of like it's all weird. Yeah. Why not do the weirdest stuff? Yeah, because like, the audience is gonna we're gonna believe anything. It's a superhero movie. It's no different than Loki, the god of mischief. It's right. like or this it's same, all the same. Yeah, this same motherfucker is the guy that made us weep over a tree and a talking raccoon. Right. But again, that's no different, I think, than a right. guy who dresses up like a clown. No. Uh, like yeah, it's it's all ridiculous. Yeah. Why not go for the weirdest stuff? Mm-hmm. Um and they do a very good job at that. Uh, and it's not its not hard. I don't think it's hard what he's doing. No, it's yeah. It's just we, that studios don't trust it most it, of the it's, time. It, yeah, it's, and, and, you know, the 
box office receipts of this movie this weekend are going to be used to justify why you shouldn't do this, but then, at the, I, I don't know. No, um, I, here's my, I suspect that HBO Max, I suspect that they are able to keep track of streaming, and I suspect that their streaming numbers are very good. There's no way this film isn't doing really good. I, I just, I can't believe, like, I think R-rated, so like teens aren't seeing it in theaters, you know where they're seeing it. Oh, on that HBO, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I think I think it's just theaters aren't the future. No. And um, and certainly not right now when the movie's available to yeah. watch at home and there's a bit an explosion in the in the pandemic. Um Yeah. But yeah, just we we've said it a, a lot and it's not taking anything away from James Gunn, but what yeah, what he's doing here is not revolutionary. It's just he's just doing the work. That's it. He's just doing the work and he's been trusted enough mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Guardians was like their Marvel's. They didn't care about that property. They gave it to him. I don't know how that deal was made, but like he said the only thing he was told he had to include was Thanos. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but they, uh, from what he said, he was pretty, I mean, especially if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2, you're like, wow, yeah, they really did just let you do whatever you wanted because yeah. it's a giant god planet father is the bad guy in that movie right um, and it's it's funny that they never talk about that in the other movies because that was a big thing that happened that's major <laughs> that's real major that, that's on the that's that's worse than thanos you like, would what? think yeah yeah so yeah um, it's it's yeah it's so someone took a chance on him early on and i know marvel's good at that they're good at getting directors who are unique um a lot of the time they sort of snuff out their style which is why i think it's more about james gunn as a writer right like yes his film like the marvel films they his films i think look are more colorful it's a prettier world mm-hmm. but like the cgi the action it's all still standard marvel it's how he writes the movies that stands out i would say this movie is more uniquely his visually yes yeah and he has i think what does make him stand out is it's 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 that he takes the grotesque and then he also shows it as being beautiful because we haven't even talked about the ending of this movie which is a horde of rats swarming on a giant starfish digging in it to its eyeball after harley quinn dives in its eyeball and she's swimming in its eyeball as the rats are burrowing into its fucking brain mm-hmm. and, and they, they shoot it. it as the most beautiful fucking thing ever and then the starfish has uh, uh just a heartbreakingly tragic final line <laughs> Yeah. Before it dies, where it says, so it's an alien that was found uh, just in space, just orbiting in space uh, right. by uh, astronauts and then brought to Earth. And then it becomes this huge problem that, that has smaller parasites. It's basically Unity from Rick and Morty. Right. Um, um, or it's actually, Invasion, by invasion the way, of the Body Snatchers. It, it's shockingly similar to a script I just wrote. Uh, not enough to be a problem, but it was like, it, it's shockingly similar. Um, oh. Yeah, well, yeah. The starfish but, has a. It's just, it's just as I, I was floating in in the stars, and I was happy once, and then it dies, and then it's it like, dies. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> and and so like he takes this moment, this like rats feeding on a fucking starfish, infesting a body, and they. It's a disgusting concept, and he shoots it in this beautiful way to kind of show its beauty, um, because a lot of because. 
Here's the thing. That's also not unmotivated. That's Mm-mm. the point of the movie. It's the point of the movie. Is it's that the, they are the, small, the rats. Yeah, they're the vermin that the, the, the cast-offs, the, thro- the, the, the discarded people. Yeah. So uh, and by- that, that's really it, within the Rat Catcher 2 character. That's like her whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and she's great. We haven't talked about her. We haven't yes. talked about John Cena. Uh, there's, there's there's a few the, here, but like yeah, that that is like I love that. That's a motivated choice. That it's it, it is that's what the point of the Suicide Squad is. And I feel like the first David Ayer film touched on that, but he's such a stylized like his he he did that grittiness, mm-hmm. and so by giving it giving this to James Gunn was actually a really good decision. Because, again, I think he has that ability to take the bizarre, the grotesque, and shoot it in this colorful, beautiful way, which is sort of the point. And it's uh, also, I think it, it, serves the, it serves the source material better when you do, when you present those kinds of ideas in a, in a slightly more abstract way. Mm-hmm. Like, David Ayer is, is well known for, like, gritty realism. Right, and um, I don't think that you know, like his Joker, it was like, oh, this, I don't think this works for yeah, this story. But like with, uh, so James Gunn takes it and adds it's, it's, and it's not like you know incredibly abstract. He just kind of uses the rats as a metaphor. Yeah. Um but it, 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 I think it, it, it serves the source material a lot better because if we're dealing with such huge concepts, yeah, it's like well. Let's let's th- let's get a little more colorful and, and thoughtful and, uh, and not that David Ayer is not thoughtful. It's just it's uh, the, the more here's, abstract I think is better. Yeah, and here's what it is: is that going back to the Scorsese thing, because the argument is like, can superhero films be art? Right. Sure, anything is art that that is created by a person. But I guess when people say art, I uh, yeah, you're right. But like something that stands the test of time, something that like the like I I like a lot of the marvel films i do think though that a lot of them in a hundred years they'll be kind of unwatchable right we most of them because one one movie i will immediately say is is tim burton's batman but like mm-hmm. none of i don't like not a lot of the marvel movies i might even say none of the marvel movies are that they don't have yes. the quality that tim burton's batman has where you you could just watch it as a piece of art not connected to anything else. Right. A lot of them look exactly the same because mm-hmm. of how Marvel does things. Um, a lot of them are continuations mm-hmm. of They're like huge by story. design. Yes, by design. So it makes them kind of like they're just they're not going to last and it has nothing to do with their quality. Um I I will say though that I think this could Maybe. because it is standalone. While while being part of a series, it does exist on its own. I'm not saying it will. I'm saying that I think James Gunn has proven that it can be more. The problem is that also, I think the system inherently just makes it hard. Yeah, like it, it's it's that's what it is. It's not about the artist, and that's the problem. Like yeah. his Guardians of the Galaxies, great films. I'm not sure they'll stand the test of time no in a just world we'd watch those the same way you'd watch like some of those quirky weird 80s science fiction movies like the last starfighter yeah know? like they would and fall so, into those categories in, in, a, in a just world right and so the debate i think the debate is skewed because i think when scorsese talks about superhero films um i don't think he's necessarily talking about the artists 
Unless unless he actually singled out artists, I don't think he did. No, it I seems it's, like he's talking about the Walmart quality of them. Yeah, and that's what it is, is that it's it's artists like James Gunn, it's he's absolutely an artist and a good one, and this movie shows that. He's making a blockbuster, which again, not revolutionary because it's a blockbuster, but he's making artistic choices that are deliberate mm-hmm. uh, and really well thought out. Um, but it's part of a bigger system, so it's hard to know. Like, will people be able to come go back and appreciate this? I think this has a good shot of it because I think he designed it as a closed circuit too. I think that I think I don't know if he did that on purpose, but I think he designed it well enough to be like, if you don't know anything about the DC universe, um, this might work. It's hard to tell because someone like Harley Quinn, it's like, well. Do we need to know that she's, I, you know, the Joker's ex? I don't Does think that you, matter? It doesn't, you don't need to know it. It certainly, if, prior knowledge of who she is definitely helps, but you don't need, because it's like, it's her, her scene where she shoots the president. Um, right. She just talks about being in abusive relationships as a, uh, non-specific. She's just like, I have a history right. of being in relationships like this. So you don't necessarily, you don't need to know that it's specifically the Joker. Right. And I think, yeah, what she's talking about is a relatable enough mm-hmm. thing. And so it's just like, all you need to know is, oh, this is, um, okay, there are a bunch of super-powered villains. You just need to know the concept of superheroes and supervillains. Yeah. yeah. And then you're, you're off to the races. You're like, okay, got it. They're like, yeah, like Batman a, villains. Well, Got except it. like again, going back to Tim Burton's Batman, that movie th- starts right up because it it take it assumes we all know the gist of who Batman is, and right. there is there is an origin that's told in flashback in that movie. But it, the movie starts with he's Batman already. Yeah, it's fucking Batman. We got it. You guys understand Batman? And there's a line in here used to introduce Idris's character where they say he's in he's in prison because he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet and put him in the ICU. Oh yeah. It just all that requires is that you know who Superman is, and everyone knows who Superman is. Yeah, exactly. So we don't we don't need to waste time explaining that you know yeah i love that they what's the line they reuse is anything in his hands is a deadly weapon. right she gives the same speech <laughs> to introduce uh cena yeah um fucking cena is so good Cena. <laughs> okay i think we've talked about this before because it's similar of the transformers movie cena really is a great villain he's a good bad guy yeah he is such he is such a mm, like he was He's not a heel, right? He was never a heel. Mostly a face, yeah. He's he's he, they they've tried a couple of heel turns of them because uh, you know just because they always give that a shot. But he's he has had his biggest success as a yeah. as a good guy as a baby face. And I would say people enjoy this now because I also remember the Doom movie where I was like, man, The Rock, he's scary. Uh, well, uh, he was he he spent about half of his WWE. He was a, a bad guy pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he is um, good as a bad guy. Yeah, he should play more of them. He's good as a bad them. guy. He should play more of them. <laughs> so should John Cena. Yes. Um, they're both, like, John Cena is a terrifying presence, especially in this where he feels like a little unhinged. In, a, uh, in an alarming way. Like, yeah, Harley's in unhinged. in a patriotic way. <laughs> well, Harley's unhinged in a way where you're like, well, all right. Like, I, I still, you know, like, yeah. you would, you would. Cena is unhinged in the in the sort of yeah the <laughs> um, in a in a in a more like nationalistic like yeah it, it just He's a more lawful dis- evil y- yes yeah 
<laughs> and what here's what here's why that works really well. Another really good writing choice is it starts is it's kind of a joke. Yeah. Like he's like a team America, America fuck yeah type. Yeah. Like that's that's how they start it where he's like talking about he's the peacemaker and he kills people for peace well, and yeah, like and that's the a, joke is the he has irony a line, yeah that's done for laughs initially where he's like i love peace with all my heart i don't care how many men women and children i have to kill to maintain it yeah and that's a joke when he says it but as the movie progresses it's like they really start to look like no that's that's really that is his character that's who he is well they have this perfect moment where yeah they learn um that the U.S. government also did all these experiments as responsible for all the things they've uncovered. Yeah. And so there's this, oh, shit moment where you realize, like, oh, he's not going to stand for that. <laughs> like, and then sure enough, he's like, I'm going to need that those files. And you and he he turns into a villain. Um, yeah. Even though it's been there in front of our faces the whole time, we just haven't been presented with a situation where it's- they would disagree. It reminded me, this is going to sound weird, it reminded me of Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, because Gaston starts yeah. out Gaston starts out as a buffoonish comic relief character, but they use those same traits as yep. the movie goes on to turn him into a really scary bad yep. guy. And they also, they show everybody loves him in the town, and then it's yeah. like, sure enough, he can get the whole town on his side. <laughs> he can. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very similar, where it's, it's these... Yeah, buffoonish qualities that are still like sinister, but they the movie treats them as you know Funny. to get a load of this guy, and then yeah, the moment it's we're presented with a situation where like he can make that decision, he could either be like, and there's, no, they show like, some conflict, which is yeah, interesting. He, he could he could say, oh, I'm a patriot, and this is not patriotic what they're doing. You know, what I mean, they could have given him a yeah, they didn't like they could have made him a good guy, but they didn't, and John Cena. With that attitude that he has, that like no nonsense voice, mm-hmm. um, and then the fact that he's kind of he's playing it like a dunce, it makes him really scary. Well, yeah, and then in that scene, that sequence where it's they they find Starro, they realize the U.S. is behind it. Uh, a flag wants to take the drives and give it to the media because he's he's a soldier, he's not a convict, and he's like, yep. this is not what I'm fighting for. Um, so he scene is like you can't take that so now they're in a fight that fight because cena's enormous and he you know he's like twice the size of joel kinnaman even though joel kinnaman's like ripped in this movie but it's like flag never really has the upper hand in that fight and it's 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 like scary yeah it's it's hard to it's it's basically like he's he Cena is is beating him so savagely that it's really like oh it's like really driving home the point of how scary he is right it's like oh shit yeah it's it's man um and then it's of well course done. yeah uh Ratcatcher two she's great yeah that's like her storyline with with her dad and how she was raised in the streets and her dad was this inventor who also had a terrible heroin addiction um it's a lot of the i don't know that whole storyline um it it didn't affect me um emotionally because i think a lot of the the reason a lot of this didn't affect me emotionally is they didn't get to spend enough time yeah on the things so like her backstory was good but i also don't know if it's supposed to like i don't need to the movie doesn't need to make me sad to be successful. No. I understand where she's coming from, and I mm-hmm. understand the character. 
that's all I need. Well, um, it was. I, I thought it was. It was a nice through line to have, where she's the one who kind of wants to be part of this group, or at least wants to be part of a group. And yeah, she's like the one who's trying. It's it's almost like she's the one trying to keep the family together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she has that adorable rat Sebastian that keeps yeah, trying that to rat. make friends with Idris. It's just I, not all having the rat, it. When someone's like, "Is that rat waving at me?" Yeah, the <laughs> the rat kind of steals the show a lot of the time. Um, oh yeah, and, yeah, and, and King giving Shark, Idris Elba, yeah, King Shark, giving Idris Elba a rat a fear of rats um, was, was a solid. It was a fun idea. Because, then, of course, it ends with rats swarming everybody, and he has to deal with that. And the, uh, the, the, he takes, again, this is not revolutionary, it's just re- real efficient and doing yeah. the work, but he takes the idea that Idris has a phobia of rats, which is introduced you know, as a gag, and it's still played as a gag, but he gets to explain briefly why he has that phobia, and it, it's because his dad locked him in a, tr- in a box with right. rats when he was bad. Idris Elba, basically his whole through line is daddy issues. Yeah. He's a father. He sees himself as a father figure to the rat, the rat catcher. Yes. Um, she has father issues. Her dad was loving, but basically, you know, uh, had an addiction that killed him. Uh, and so she was abandoned by that. And so like they, yeah, they do. That's the through line is all mm-hmm. the fucking dad issues. And then um, he has to be the dad of the team. He has to lead in the in the final yep. in the final season. See, yeah, he not, has to be the it's, leader. It's That's it's the all there, Viola baby. Davis says, "I'm going to make a leader out of you." And at the yep. end, he fucks her over, and she's like, "I told you I'd make a leader out of you," which was great. Yeah, it's again, all the pieces are there. Not revolutionary. He just no. did the work. Indiana it's- Jones also didn't like small animals. Um, it's not. Yeah, they're not. That all the pieces are things that have been done in the past. He just he did the fucking work. Yeah, it's exactly that. Um, James Gunn, like, it's just, he nails blockbuster writing. I think he nails indie writing too, but he's been doing blockbusters lately. And like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it, part of me is like, I, I really, all I need now is for James Gunn to make another like original film, something that he has total control over. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I guess that's the only thing missing from this for me is that there's still a studio saying, you have to do this, you got to do that, you got to put this in. Uh, but for the limitations he has, he crafted a hell of a film here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a delight. It's, it yeah. is a perfect summer movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it, this is what blockbusters should be like yeah. more. And I'm not talking about necessarily the weirdness, the gore. No, it's the structure. It's the fact that the person writing it um, was probably given an amount of freedom to actually tell a story and yeah. tell it properly. Yeah. Instead of like, that's what it feels like. It feels like a lack of uh, overwhelming pummeling of notes where it's like, well, it's it, like distinct... he was told you got to do a couple things. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like the story still feels like his story and it feels like he was, well, had the room to tell it the way he needed to. Well, it just, it feels like, it feels cohesive. Like it's, yeah. there's, it, the movie has a personality. It has a, it has a soul, if you want to yeah. go that far. Like right. you can and feel that there's, that there was intent and I don't know. It's just, it. If DC wants to look at, I think, well, all right. I don't think DC needs to learn this lesson, to be honest, because here's the thing. I think DC knows the best way to make a movie is to give it to a person um, or a couple people and say, do what you want. Like here are our parameters, but tell your story 
I think the problem with DC is that person was very often Zack Snyder. Uh, and people, you can't deny that the Zacks, like the Snyder films aren't Zack Snyder films, right? I suppose. Like, they, they're very much, they look like Zack Snyder films. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, is DC isn't Marvel in that regard, where they're like, make your movie. The David Ayer thing, I think, was a fluke. When you look at most of the, the, the DC movies, they are from, like, they do feel like they were made by that director, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So that's all this is, is they, they went to James Gunn and they were like, so, like, DC just needs to pick the right people, is I guess my point? Yeah, more yeah that that's that's just in general hollywood in general needs to be a little more yeah because james gunn can't do like i wouldn't give james gunn like a star wars unless well no i would but like you know what i mean like <laughs> i wouldn't just, give him a certain i wouldn't give him like a trilogy film or something just more people let's let more let more people in to do their their version of a story just L- yeah um, let them do their thing is the point is that yeah. what we're seeing is the product of a single or uh, I shouldn't say single because a director gets help from all sorts yeah, of people. A lot of people. But the product of a, a single like node, like this central point, making yeah, these decisions. It's a, it's a single vision that everyone is agreeing on. Yeah. Um. It's like you, we keep saying it's not revolutionary. No, it's just <laughs> it's it's very basic. But it's like it's yeah. basics that are are sort of getting forgotten a lot. In, yeah. in, in in modern blockbusters where it's it's where it's so much movies movies so many movies by committee yeah and it's really that is the worst way to make to tell a story it really is <laughs> and it's yeah it's nice it's nice to see that i i like i said at the top of this i do wish this movie came out like five years ago because i'm just tired i'm just tired of like especially after watching the green knight where i'm like fuck yeah mm-hmm. movies you know like yeah, this we're is, back, this, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is a good film. This is a great film. It just, I, I, yeah, the superhero fatigue kind of. Sure, I get gained, that. Yeah, made it a little, I don't know, less oomph. Sure. Um, but yeah, this is this was fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Any other thoughts? No, watch yeah. it. Yeah, watch this. It also, okay, I don't, I don't know. If this is controversial. Um, a lot of people are saying like you got to see it in theaters. I don't actually think you have to see this in theaters. Um, this isn't fucking Dune, you know what I mean? Uh, that said, if you can support it in theaters, it's probably better, but also don't get the fucking coronavirus. So like, you know, see it safely is my point. I don't think you're missing out. I don't think you're hugely missing out if you're like, I'm scared. I don't want to get, you know. No, no, no. virus. By all means, watch it at home. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I just don't think this is the movie that like, this doesn't need to be seen in theaters i don't think no it was fun it was fun seeing it in the theater but you oh know, it was whatever. definitely fun yeah um it's, yeah. it's hard to say that because i think uh, uh, most movies should be seen in theaters because it's a big fucking screen that's cool just you know right now this just don't die yeah it sucks you know? yeah it sucks right now yeah um, um that's it we can be done okay well thanks everybody uh yeah. listen we we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed if you go on there there's exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac and Star Trek The Next Futurama. That's all for $5 a month. You get like eight podcasts. It's it's wild what you get. It's you, so much value. So mm-hmm. much bang for that buck. Uh, we also have a store that has a complicated URL. So for now, just go to GameFlyUnemployed.com and you'll get the link there. Uh, we have a... Uh, 
T-shirts, masks, mugs, posters, all kinds of things. So check that out. Um, check it out. Yeah. Also, if there's like something specific that you want on that store, T- Teespring has like 20 options for shirts, uh, and it's overwhelming. So just like make a request, because I bet I bet we could, I bet we could make it happen. But we could make that happen. Yeah, just tweet yeah. at one of us. Something's yeah, yeah, bound yeah. to happen. And uh, review us on uh, yeah, Apple Podcasts or wherever. Review, wherever, yeah. wherever you're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And don't We're- forget to vote. Sure. <laughs> Are we voting? Is that happening? V- vote. Get it. Rock the vote. Get Rock out the there. vote. Vote or die. Yeah. All right. <laughs>